Wrestling Journey Podcast. Thanks for joining us today, tonight, wherever you happen to be watching this. Our website, stadiumjourney.com, is the world leader in sports travel information with reviews of over 2,500 stadiums around the world. The actual count right now, 2,522. And we are more than just an awesome website. Connect with us on our social media channels, at Stadium Journey. You can find audio versions of the Stadium Journey podcast by picking up your phone and searching HIAC Talk Radio Network wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Video simulcasts of this podcast can be found on our YouTube page and our classic back catalog can still be found at vocnation.com. And remember, if you want to be part of our studio audience, we record live every other Tuesday night at 7 Eastern at danlaw.tv. And hey, the gang is all here tonight, uh, at least temporarily. We've got Dave Cotty here on location live from Peterborough. You can follow him at ProFan9. Our keycast can be found online at Ballpark Hunter. Yeah. The other guy, Dan Calachico's here. You can follow him at DanLaw83. Hi. And I'm Paul Baker. You can follow me at PuckmanRI. Back in the studio, back in the basement studio. We're excited. So for those of you who have been with us since the beginning of this podcast, first of all, thanks to all three of you for being with us that long. But seriously, seriously, when we started, we weren't sure how to attack this thing we call the Stadium Journey podcast. At first, we tried to do current events and have a guest on and talk about our trips. But, you know, real quickly, we got tired of having three-hour podcasts. So we stopped trying to be Sports Center, and we found out pretty soon that having a central topic or having a guest worked best. And we've had some great guests on this show. But after all, the name of the podcast is Stadium Journey. So we struggled trying to figure out how to best capture that part of what we do on the website and here on the podcast. And what we've settled on for now, we're going to try it starting tonight. This only took us five years to figure out. Once every couple of months, we're going to recap all the new and interesting places we visited. Because you know, after because <laughs> after all, you know, you can only hear me talk about the Dunkin' Donuts Center so many times, oh. right? And there's only so much that I can say about it. So today, we're going to put the journey back in Stadium Journey. No guests tonight. We're going to talk about trips from the beginning of 2022 till today, March 15th. So here we go. And speaking of trips, Dave is on location right now from Peterborough, Ontario. He has a trip. He has a trip. <laughs> on a trip. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hear Hell me? yeah. All right. Awesome. Uh, yeah, part of the joys of being on the road is you're not really sure if they can hear you or not. So... Yeah, I'm at uh, Peterborough Memorial Center in Peterborough, Ontario, home of the Peterborough Peaks. And uh, you can see behind me the memorial part. So these are all like, different regiments, I think. Nice visuals. Um, but I chose this spot because it's quiet. <laughs> nice so, acoustics as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is, a, this is a neat spot. This is actually the beginning of our first March break trip in a couple of years. So when all this COVID stuff went down, uh, we were days away from going to Colorado and knocking a few things off the bucket list and that didn't happen. So um, there was obviously no March break last year. Well, there was, but it was in April and there was nowhere to go. So this is our first March break in a while. And uh, we just dropped this one on. We uh, had a little bit of change of plans. We're on our way to Ottawa tomorrow and Montreal after that. And um, you know, we hit the hit the hotel because it's kind of a partway point because we had a bit of a change of plans and said, you know what, let's let's hop down the street and go to the Pete's game. Why not? So um, I like this spot. It's to me, it's underrated. There's a ton of history. Like you could just walk around this place. Um, I don't know if you can see behind me over there is the Peterborough Sports Hall of Fame. They got a ton of artifacts in there. Um, I was showing Dan some of the banners earlier when you can. You can boast like coaches like Scotty Bowman and Roger Nielsen who got their starts here. I mean, that's that's saying a lot. Um, the mascot actually is named Roger, just for Roger Nielsen. So that's pretty cool. Uh, earlier in the week, it's been it's been all kind of OHL. Um, on Sunday, went to one of my absolute favorite spots. Uh, I went to the Sudbury Community Arena. Oh, I think there was a fight. Um, <laughs> uh, Sudbury Community Arena, uh, home of the Sudbury Wolves, and it's just like an old school hockey barn. It's got the wooden, the the wooden ceiling, and it's got um, the rot or the the I beams, 
and uh, it's just an old barn, and they got the coolest thing. They got this taxidermy wolf that mm. hangs above <laughs> in the one corner, and whenever the wolves score a goal, they pull it out over yeah. the rink, over the um, just over the the visitors' bench, and it shakes, and it goes back, and uh, yeah, so that was the cheesiest thing. Yeah, it's, it's on your so YouTube page. Check out yeah, Dave's I, YouTube page. Check it, check it out. It's it's so it's so bad. It's good, right? So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, there's like there's uh there's Bob Ganey right there. I don't know if you see Bob Ganey up there. Oh, I thought you were the real Bob Ganey was walking by. Yeah, no, there's Roger Nielsen and uh, Scotty Bowman behind him. Uh, the stalls. Uh, I think two of the stalls were here. Eric Stall was here. Um. But you know, you go to you go to these junior spots, and it's like a who's who. Just look, looking through the team pictures, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I remember that guy, and I remember that guy, and I remember that guy." And so, uh, yeah, this is where I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a lot of previous trips to talk about because we're we're kind of just getting going. So, uh, yeah, the next time we do this, I'll have to cover my my Ottawa Montreal, which is actually going to provide me with two new arenas so um i'm pretty excited about that uh we're going to flash bell uh paul don't be too disappointed that we're not going with that that we're going without you so we're going to flash bell home of the laval rocket That's i'm sorry next third. january they're going to try the ahl all-star game there again for the third time so we'll see <laughs> and then uh on the way home on saturday we're going to stop in gatineau home of the gatineau olympique and they've got a new nice. building the Centre Lush Puppy. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's French about Slush Puppies, but <laughs> they bought the name and rights for the new arena. So it's all good. I'm surprised they didn't uh, make the words French, Slush Puppies. Or does that not translate? Uh, it's a brand, so it wouldn't yeah, translate. Uh, it would be Slush Puppy. In Kentucky Fried Chicken, they have PSK up there. Niche de Chien. I don't know. <laughs> the language police will no, come and get you. No dogs. I don't know. We'll have to ask around when we're there. There you go. Give you give, it gives you a good article there. <laughs> yeah. Except that's the one I don't have to read. Uh, Sean McDonald already wrote that one. <laughs> we're still waiting for the Well and Jackfish review. I I did that one already. <laughs> or did I? I don't know. I, I don't think, think I did you did. I did one. Let's look maybe it, it was Hamilton. Maybe I only did Hamilton. Yeah, you did Hamilton, yeah. man. I, I go. I have a podcast with the GM. He's like, "What? Where, 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 where's a review?" I was like, "Ah, I don't know." I was up don't you have I'll, a podcast I'll, with these days, Mark? Okay, but I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll put that one on the list for the uh, for the spring. <laughs> there the you spring, go. Summer. Well, Give them back. some love. Give those guys love. They're working hard. Okay, go, go, Dave. They are working hard, but I'm not kissing the fish. I don't care. Ah. <laughs> I've kissed some fish in my life. <laughs> always come back to the girls with Mark. That's always scream. one. There's always one. <laughs> this screech is good. No, it's it's Dutch. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm heading back before I miss more of the game. But uh, All right, Dave. Thanks for checking in. Enjoy your trip, man. Catch you guys later. Oh, all follow, right, right, Dave. Follow online Have and fun. you'll see all the, all the details. Bye. Uh, you know, I wish I was at a hockey game like Dave. I would love to go to some Ontario Hockey League games, junior, whether it's in yep. the queue. I, I would go to the Western Hockey League, the North American Hockey League, the United. I've been to the North American League. They're they're kind of boring presentations. Yeah, well, some of them out in Iowa are fun, from what I remember, yeah. and it's just it's you know just not convenient to get out to unless you get out a map and schedule and you plan things out. I've got one team pretty close to me, and that's that's in a little community rink, so it's nothing too special about it. Yeah. But I have been to a, a, a North American League game in, in Lewiston at the Colise, which oh, is yeah. always a fun place to go, and in Danbury at the uh, Danbury Arena, which is yeah, another, yeah. It's a strange place to be. Yeah, I did Cedar Rapids a few years ago, but, I mean, how many times do I get to Cedar Rapids in the winter? Iowa in January and February is just frigid. I mean, it's terrible oh, yeah. to be out there. Holy moly, it's cold. It's cold. Judas Priest. It's right. probably windy, right? Wind chills like you. It's move. windy. It's the type of cold. As soon as you walk out of the outside, you're like, I went back in. <laughs> like my bones are shattering. This this rink is really warm right now. It's probably yeah. The, the rink would the be rink. a nice sunny destination compared to being outside of it. But yeah, <laughs> Chicago Chicago has a junior team. 
And uh, Danville, Illinois used to have one. Now they have one in the Southern Professional Hockey League. Does that make sense? Yes, <laughs> I believe you're right. Yeah, yes, you are right because the UMass Dartmouth captain this past year signed a pro contract. He's not playing oh. in Danville. He's playing in Evansville. Yeah. But I think Danville's got a team as well. Yeah, and he scored a goal which, in the first game. Which, you know, that's only 90 miles from me. I don't know why I haven't taken a trip out there. But once again, it's... Oh, wait, Danville was in the Federal League. They were in the Federal score. League. Now yeah. they're in, they're called the Vermilion County Bobcats. They named, okay, I yeah, don't know what. The federal League. Yeah, they were in the Federal League. They booted them out. All Tough right. To, keep, to get booted out of the Federal League. Yeah, that's, well. That's bad. Yeah, you, you got you got to burn your arena down and play. Well, they didn't have a team that played at a, a ballpark outside. Yeah, Williamsport. They yeah, Williamsport Outlaws. Like, what a what a stupid idea to play outside of Pennsylvania. They didn't make it. Oh, we're we're gonna do an outdoor classic every day. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Speaking of outdoor classics, the next one's been announced. It's Fenway Park again. Yeah. They ran out of places. They're recycling now. Really. You know, the Hamilton one, I heard that the Grey Cup attracted more people than this recent one. I mean, you did get 26,000 people to this outdoor classic. So I'm, That's I, it? Huh. I, I don't think the stadium holds that much more. I mean, I... It looks Tim, pretty full. Yeah, Tim Hortons is not a 50,000-seat stadium. It's like 26, 24,000, so... And Austin oh. Matthews cross-checked ahead two games. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, one of these days I'll get to one of those outdoor... Uh, games. Uh, the one in Notre Dame several years ago, well, a couple Dame. years ago. I was in that, New Jersey. Now I'm back in Indiana and they never have it. So <laughs> That was a lot of fun. I was at that one. I know. I, yeah. Somebody had a free ticket to give me. He said, hey, oh. go, and, go to South Bend. Who wants to come? Free ticket. Nobody responded. I'm like, darn it, I'm in New Jersey. Oh. <laughs> Couldn't do anything. Isn't that all? We were just talking about that back and forth in emails today, Mark. It's always just this. You yeah. can never... You can never hit all the games you want to. It's no, you, the you can't. Of this, the curse of this sickness called stadium travel. I, I mean, and that's how my wife is. She's like, well, okay, so you couldn't go to like eight ballparks in five days. You're only going to seven. <laughs> I guess if you look at it that way. I can't. I look at it the other way. Damn it. No. I couldn't fit that other one in. Damn, but I, I mean, what am I going to be back out of Beloit, Wisconsin? <laughs> you know? So. Oh. So, uh, right. Mark, do you want to go next and talk about where you've been the last couple months? Oh, my goodness. Last couple months. Uh, I, I can tell you where I was a couple weeks ago. The weather got down, got up to 70 degrees, which was insane because two days later it was 32 degrees and snowing. But I checked out some uh, Division Three baseball, which I don't usually do that. But it was such a nice day. You had to be outside. So I right. said, okay, who's playing? Ball State, IU, Butler, Purdue. No, Marion University, the Knights. So uh, my dad and I went out to that game, and there was a nice crowd because everybody else was thinking like me, hey, let's go outside. And not the greatest baseball game. The Marion Knights won 20-10 to 10 on a 10-run roll. Can't say I've ever seen that before. I saw about six walks in a row. <laughs> It was, it was, it was an exciting game. It it felt like a little league game in some aspects, but their grandstands and I have a review coming up because I figured I took the pictures. I might as well do it. And a video is coming out as well. Their grandstands are made out of wood. They're not made out of steel or aluminum. They're these wooden bleachers that are just so odd looking that they stand out. And the ballpark has some nice bones to it. It's just, uh, there was no concession stand open. Uh, access was a little bit odd to get inside, but it's a nice campus. It's a pretty little campus. It's not too far from the speedway, uh, four miles, about six miles from downtown. So, I mean, if you're in Indianapolis and you really want to get to all your ballparks, like, um, my man, uh, Bart Wilhelm, you know, this might be something you check out because I, I think it is a serviceable place to see baseball at this level. Free of charge. You could bring your food. You could bring your dogs. There's people lined up down the, the fence on the, the foul lines and vice versa. So it's a pretty, uh, pretty, it, it's not a hidden gem like some other ones I've found, but it's serviceable. Do you need your baseball fix like I do? You can do it, but I can tell you this. I'm ready to hit Purdue and, and IU in a few days, just depending how the weather is, because I don't want to sit out in 40 degree temperatures, you know. So. I'm guessing the Division Three ballparks out there are probably on a par with the Division One 
parks you know, here. You know, I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> Butler University has a ballpark. Nothing flashy. I mean, you could check out my review on Stadium Journey. I, I don't think there was... I don't. If you looked at Marion's ballpark and Butler's, I don't think you sat there and said, "Oh my God, there's a huge difference between the two. You know, you, you couldn't get food at both places. There was there was probably a little more seating at Butler's, but it was the same kind of atmosphere. You sit behind the dugouts, you hear the the guys chat. That's kind of fun. I do like that aspect at that level. But you're right. There, there's not a huge difference between those two. Now, when you get to IU, you get to Purdue, even Ball State. You have a nice little ballpark there. Same with uh, Miami of uh, Ohio, which I feel like I've been there several times this year to check out a, a venue. I went to their hockey arena about a month ago. Beautiful hockey arena. Like you're going from an okay ballpark to like an awesome place to see hockey where the fans are just banging on the on the uh, glass and they have chants. And they, every time the team scores, they do some weird little uh, ritual uh, that was a lot of fun. And I would tell anybody, you know, I'm not comparing this to some big major uh, places, but I think uh, University of uh, Miami, Ohio, really has an amazing place to watch hockey. And I would suggest anybody in Cincinnati or Dayton, if you're doing any travels, to check out the Red Hawks. You'll have a great time. And it's a beautiful town. It's a beautiful campus. You can fill in it with uh, stops at some of the bars or restaurants, depending on your age. Because, you know, if you're a 25-year-old guy who's single, you might enjoy the nightlife there. If you're an old guy like me, you, you may want to find a nice place to eat and be in bed by 10 or 11. So, it's, Isn't it uh, funny how our priorities change? <laughs> <laughs> it does. Like Friday, like I went out for St. Patrick's Day, pre-St. Patrick's Day. And it's about 10 o'clock, and I was out for about four hours. I'm like, you know what? I'm fine. I'm ready to go back home. <laughs> and all my younger friends are just, like, pissed drunk and ready to just keep partying. And it's like, yep. oh, man, I just don't want to do that anymore. I don't, I don't want to be in a crowded. Yeah. And uh, before we get off me for a little bit, uh, I did check out Millet Hall, which is the home of basketball at Miami of Ohio. Strange place. Built in 1968. Looks like it hasn't been updated since 1968. It looks like a branch library where you have stair elegant staircases leading up to the seating bowl. It's it's just a weird looking venue. And it's you can tell it's made for multiple sports and events because it's not made for basketball. It's too big. It's like let's build this nine thousand seat venue, stick a basketball court in it, and have like a third of the seats like way off in the distance. Uh, hockey arena, Miami, awesome. Basketball arena, eh, not, a little bit odd. You're not close to the action. And, uh, you know, when I go to basketball games like Louisville and Freedom Hall and KFC Yum, you can't move at some, you can't move behind the net because it's so packed with, you know, photographers and cheerleaders and students. Over at Millet Hall, I mean, you have all this space to roam around. It's almost uncanny. So, you know. Those are a few places I've been to, along with KFC Yum Center. We can get back to that. I mean, we can go to Paul and let us I've know. I've got nothing much to talk about, be honest. So, nothing much? So okay. We'll take it. Okay. Greg, Greg Koch said, not to be confused with Willett Hall, home of the Longwood basketball, which is also <laughs> weird. The gym is in the same building as a bunch of classrooms, and you can look in, yeah. read unerased notes on the whiteboard while you're on your way to the bathroom. Well, that's You know, a lot, a lot of places are like that now, and they yeah. use their arenas as also classrooms for certain programs. Um, great example, Notre Dame Stadium. When they redid it a few years back, they actually added classrooms to the stadium. They did. Yeah. No, they did. And that, I, I think I went to, was it Northern Kentucky? Eastern Kentucky. They they have classrooms at their football stadium, which that's another bizarre looking place. But I, have, I went there about two years ago, so we won't talk about that. Uh, KFC Yum Center, though, that is an amazing place to watch basketball. It doesn't feel like a college basketball gym because it's not. It's a professional arena, and it should probably be hosting its own NBA team or even a hockey team, even though I don't know how well hockey. There was a hockey team that played there a while back. Isn't it? Isn't that the old, I can't think of what it was called before the corporate name, but didn't the Louisville Panthers play there? They played at Freedom Hall. Okay. All right, that's what I was, I was thinking of yeah. Freedom Hall, so my mistake. Now, they did have an indoor football team that played there last summer in front of five fans, so it's uh, that's a 20,000-seat venue for basketball or 22,000. 
I, I can't imagine being in there with five people. But yeah, Louisville, uh, the Louisville Cardinals pack them in. They have a lot going on there. Plenty of food from KFC and Taco Bell and, and Kentucky Fried Chicken, of course. Beautiful lobby, great location downtown near the river. You're not too far from some of the museums and distilleries there and restaurants. In some ways, I like it a little bit better than maybe the Fisser Forum or Pfizer Forum in um, Milwaukee or uh, Banker's Life in Indianapolis, whatever it's being called right now. Because it's it's a very pretty little place because they have a lot of natural lighting. They have areas that are sponsored by local uh, distilleries that have created their own little lounge areas. It's just a fun place to be to watch basketball, especially with a lot of uh, dedicated uh, Louisville fans. Uh, then after that, I went to Freedom Hall, which Louisville used to play at for many years. Now it's home to the Bellarmine, uh, Bellarmine Knights. Bellarmine, Bellarmine Knights. Eesh, too much scotch. And they just won their uh, conference tournament, but they can't uh, they, they can't qualify uh, right. because they're transitioning from D1 to D2. And Freedom Hall is just a bizarre looking place, too. Once again, it's like, hey, let's build this giant venue for like equestrian practice and contests and let's put a basketball arena in it. <laughs> but they love basketball so much there they would get about 19,000 fans. Well, they're not getting that much anymore. And what you have is this sort of little bit outdated 1980s looking venue because that's when it was updated last. But the way they have the seating, the way the fans are close to the action, it wasn't as bad as it could have been. You know, if they could just like put a black tarp covering both ends, you have a lot of you probably have a little more of an intimate crowd there. But you could tell there's some spots that you feel have have been lost, you know, or, or still in time, like there's a there's some kind of area that looks like it was like its own lounge or restaurant outside of uh, the concourse. And it's just there's nothing in there, but you can walk inside the room and, and see what the heck's going on in there. So it's it's weird because Freedom Hall is this iconic uh, basketball venue for many people. And here I am uh, watching a game with maybe a couple thousand people. But I'm glad I went there because. You know, it's always nice to add another venue to uh, the Stadium Journey uh, family of uh, venues. But yeah, those, uh, I'm trying to think, did I go anyplace else? I did some high school venues during tournament time. A little bit disappointed. I thought we'd get some more people up at the Case Arena. Uh, one of the highlights is I met a gentleman, and, and Paul's going to like this. He was the first base ump for the International League in 1981 when they had the 33 inning games. Oh, nice. So I happen to hear him talking about Cal Ripken and Wade Boggs. I'm like, you're not talking about the 33. Like, yeah, I was there. I was the first base dump. So he gave me his number to uh, do a podcast with him. Oh, nice. Can't wait to hear his stories about it. Oh, uh, my God. I've got all kinds of memorabilia from that game. I, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, tell I had him, your signature, too. Yeah, I, I tell <laughs> him, you cannot go to McCoy Stadium and not not know this 33 inning game took place. <laughs> it's everywhere but well yeah. soon soon you will be able to not know because uh, soon it, the new, latest plans for the site call for knocking down the stadium and building a new high school for the city of Pawtucket uh, which it badly needs so it, it's a good yeah. usage a good repurposing of the site but yeah your memory bye bye McCoy Stadium yeah it's 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 the problem is it was just so damn big you know and that's what happens to ballparks once a team moves out it's like okay well we're not going to get another team here that's going to attract those numbers. So, right, let's uh, do something else. Yeah, that'd be sad. I I was glad I did go see a game there when I did, and uh, we have it on on my YouTube page to check it out. And, and of course, we have the reviews from Paul. So, if you want to get a little reminiscent, check those Excuse out. Me. I need a break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like I said, it's uh, you know. With me right now, I got my dad in town. He's 92 years old. He, he's not, he can't walk as well. He's got some ailments. So, you know, if I could just get him out, put him in a wheelchair and, and you know, check out a baseball game, whether in Purdue or Bloomington, it gives him a chance to go outside. And tickets are like five bucks to see a game. It's really affordable. And these are nice looking stadiums. Ball State, it's free admission. He doesn't know what's going on with baseball. He, doesn't understand the sport but he's outside he'll talk to people yeah and get him a cup of coffee or a hot dog he'll be fine so those are uh those are fun fun times to do and uh we just have to see how the weather is because this saturday i'd like to go to purdue 
But if the weather dips below 50 degrees, I don't know if I want to be outside at Alexander Field watching a game because, you know, that's how it is here. If it's a nice day, people will be out. If it's a crappy day, nobody will be out. So I know that story. We, we experienced the same thing up here. Yeah. And, and here's another thing with uh, college baseball teams do. I know Cincinnati did this. I was planning to go to a Cincinnati game, and it rained that day. And I looked up on their uh, Twitter page, and I looked at their – they played a doubleheader the day before to make up for the Saturday game because they knew it was going to be rained out. It's like, dang. <laughs> it's like I, you have to keep up with these college teams sometimes. They get, have to get really creative to get yeah, their schedules in, they, in this part they, of the country. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. It may rain three days in a row. And the next day is beautiful, but their field may be trashed and they still can't play. So if you're checking out some college baseball, depending on where you are, uh, check out their Twitter pages. I feel like the, the Twitter pages for these teams are a little more up to date than going to the team website uh, and checking out those schedules because they'll have the old schedule up there until like a week later, they'll fix it. <laughs> that doesn't do you any good. Yeah. Check out the Twitter pages. Yeah, if you're trying to do a baseball trip in the northern half of the country, you got to yeah. write your schedule in pencil because yeah. things are going to change. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, this year I hope to get up to uh, Fort Wayne to check out some college baseball. Not an exciting stadium, but I think the last person to do a review up there was Paul Sweeney. So it's, uh, it's been some the time. Parkview Field? No, no, it's oh, okay. uh, the I, college. The Purdue, college. Fort Wayne, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, not – I don't know. I mean, if I was a college, you know, maybe I'll try to invest a little bit money into a stadium just to make it somewhat attractive. You know, say, hey, t- crazy, crazy Tuesdays, come out and watch us play and get tacos or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah no hey, speaking of Fort Wayne, speaking of Fort Wayne, uh, the Division Three National Final Four is this weekend in Fort mm. Wayne at the uh, what's it called? The Allen County War Memorial. Allen County War Memorial. Yes. And uh, my money is on Randolph-Macon University. Um, last weekend in the Sweet 16, they took two really good teams, uh, UMass Dartmouth and then uh, WPI, and just took them both out back mm. and beat them silly. Beat them both by 23, and I don't think either game was that close. And those were two of the best teams in all of New England, and they just toyed with them. Wow. So now they're going, they're going to the Final Four. I, don't, I can't tell you off the top of my head who the other teams in the Final Four are, but it's, I don't think it's going to matter <laughs> you know, after I- watching that team. I I wasn't even aware that they were playing this weekend, but uh, that that would be fun to check out. Division two, division three. Uh, oh, division three. Yeah, yeah, division yeah, three. Four. Yeah, I know. Last year, I thought about going to. Um, God, if it was in Grace College in Indiana. Looked like a nice little arena. I was going to go up there for the NAAC. It was a weird little division of Christian schools, and I got terribly sick that day i just couldn't make it so oh christ yeah yeah food poisoning so i had something going on so yeah it's uh like i said like i tell people there's a ballpark near you there's some kind of venue near you just get out enjoy it you don't have to take a three-hour drive sometimes i i feel like i have to take a trip somewhere because i got the time but you could do some local local visits and enjoy it so and yeah, the action can be just as exciting. The games are just as, as competitive and the atmospheres yeah. can be just as good in these smaller places, these so, small local places. So yeah. you say you haven't been anywhere lately. I thought, well, I, no, I, I've been a lot of places. I, I, I look, I look at your, I look at your Twitter page there. I've been a lot of places, just the same ones over and over. I've actually got <laughs> stats because stats. my schedule, because I'm doing PA for five different teams now. So I have to make calendars. So I know you're getting paid, going. right? Why does everybody ask me that? Yes, I get paid. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so for I went back and I looked at January and I looked at February. In the six in the last sixty four days, well, that's a little more. That's probably the first week of March as well. Sixty four days since the turn of the calendar, I worked fifty games. Mm. So I've been busy. Yeah. So I was at the Trip Center at UMass Dartmouth twenty four times. I was at Hetland Arena, which is the home of UMass Dartmouth Hockey, seven times. I was at Warrior Ice Arena for the Boston Pride another six times. And I was at the Dunkin' Donuts Center for the P. Bruins nine times. Now, those weren't work working days. Mm-hmm. Those were as a spectator. But, yeah, that's 50 games in 64 days. So, yeah, I've been busy. But 
not anywhere new, not anywhere I haven't spoken about before. I did sneak, we did actually sneak a couple road trips in. I snuck up to Babson College one time, which is in the Boston suburbs, and they actually made the D3 tournament as well. So they have a, a really good team and a nice little, nice little 500 seat gym, which was brand new and sparkly clean. And uh, I followed the Corsairs up to Plymouth State in New Hampshire um, another time. And uh, that was a fun little road trip. That was one of those days. It was Saturday morning. I didn't feel like staying home. Pam didn't feel like staying home. There was really no games around. We looked at the AHL. There was nothing. I said, hey, UMass Dartmouth is playing up in New Hampshire today. And she said, let's go. We went up and found a great brew pub and had a great dinner and watched two basketball games and then headed back home afterwards. So that was nice. But um, last weekend, I actually, we embarked on a stadium journey, a last second stadium journey. Now, um, I was just talking about the UMass Dartmouth Corsairs, who had just a fantastic season this year. They had their second most wins in program history. And this program dates all the way back to the 68, I believe, was their first season. So it's not a brand new school. They've been playing for a long time. Um, second, second most wins ever. They made the tournament. They won their regular season title, lost in the championship game of their conference, but still got an at-large bid. So they got shipped up to Nazareth College for their sub-regional. Division three does it a little different. They put these pods of four schools together, and 16 schools across the country get to host. So they host nice. these little pods. Nobody can travel more than, I think, it's 500 miles. So you're going to get semi-regional teams. So um, UMass Dartmouth, W, not WPI, UMass Dartmouth, hmm. um, Westfield State, which is in Western Massachusetts, um, Babson College, which is in Boston, all had to travel out to Rochester and play at Nazareth College. So um, UMass Dartmouth had their first game on a Friday afternoon against Babson. We're down 21 points in the second half, came back and won their game to make the round of 32. So when I was watching this, I was like, how about we go up to Rochester this weekend? And surprisingly, Pam said, yeah, let's go. So we hopped in the car on, uh, on Saturday morning. Of course, timed it. So we hit lunch at Dinosaur Barbecue in Troy, New York. If I ever want Pam to go anywhere on a trip, if I can tie up Dinosaur Barbecue in on it, she's good to yeah. go. Yeah. Now, now, what do you usually get at Dinosaur Barbecue, one of her favorite spots on the East Coast to get some barbecue? What do I get? I, I mix it up. Pam is a full pork sandwich every time. Yes. Can't um, go wrong. No, I'm more of a platter guy. Oh, uh, me too. I like sampling. So I get a little of this, a little of that. I get like a little brisket, a little pulled pork. Um, and I'll get a salad on the side. Oh, little green stuff. Yeah. What's that? What's that? A vegetable? Yeah. Well, why not? See, I um, like the sides. I like getting one of their sides with uh, chili. You get chili or the cornbread. I love the cornbread yeah. there. Uh, mac and cheese there is fantastic. That collard greens. They got all kinds of great stuff. So I don't remember exactly what I got, but yeah, I was full. No, yeah. just, just 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 give me a plate of meat and some sauce <laughs> and some people next to us got this giant platter that's yay big and it, i think it had the whole menu on it and i don't think they realized what they had ordered because mm -hmm. it was an older couple and we were just talking before the show about how when you get older you don't want to you know you don't want to gorge yourself you don't want to drink 100 beers um so forth but they got they got to the table and you saw their eyes go oh what did i do i think we <laughs> bit off more than we can chew here yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. When I was in Texas, I went to uh, Black's Barbecue, and um, I'll take that, I'll take that, I'll take that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and it came out to like 70 bucks. And so then I it ordered, was doing, and you're like, you can't eat any of it. 70 bucks of barbecue. Now, I fed three of us, plus a little bit leftovers to take home. So. Oh, so that's not so bad. Three of you. It's no, not like no. And, and, and it filled you up for about three days. So Yeah. <laughs> Tasty. Um, so what happened? Yeah, we drove to Rochester. And met the team, and, and I don't think Pam was expecting this reaction, but when I walked in that little gym, Nazareth College, a beautiful, beautiful little school on, in the suburbs of Rochester, uh, we walked into the gym, and we got greeted like rock stars. Oh, I love it. When they kiss your it was ass. Like, oh, my God, Paul, what the hell are you doing here? I can't believe you made it up here. <laughs> and the AD came over and gave me a hug, and the assistant AD came over, the SID. The players came over or high fiving me, and you know, it's like, holy crap! Wow, the players <laughs> came over. Wow, yeah, Oof, they know um, you had that much clout up there. Uh, I it's a small school, you know, you get yeah. to know everybody. Great, yeah, great nice. bunch of kids, great bunch of kids. Um, and actually, again, it happened, they went up big in the first half, um, fell way behind, fell behind by like um 12 points with about four minutes left, and went on a 24 to four run, won the game, went to the sweet 16, where they the next weekend they had to go down to Rochester 
and play Randolph Macon, and they got wiped out. But what a what a run! It was a fantastic season, and it gave us a, a great excuse to go on a stadium journey. So we drove all the way to Rochester to go to Nazareth College. Well, now how how far is a drive for that six for you hours. guys? Six. six okay. Oh wow, that's, that's a little bit further than I thought. Okay. Yeah, New York's pretty from us. It takes three hours to get to Albany. Then it's another hour to Utica, hour to Syracuse, hour to Rochester, hour to Buffalo. Yeah, because I think if I did six hours south, I'm in uh, Huntsville, Alabama. <laughs> so if I drive six hours south, I'm in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean somewhere. Yeah, no, no. You're if you drive six hours south, you're in Connecticut because of the traffic. <laughs> New Jersey, me, maybe you're New Jersey by then. Maybe six you're just crossing. You're on the Garden State Parkway somewhere, just crossed hey, over the border. <laughs> when I was in college, I made it to Baltimore in six hours one time. Nobody ever believes me, but it did happen. Oh, yeah, you always hear it. you always hear those stories because I think for me, Baltimore is about a good three hours without traffic. I'll hear people say, "Really, I could get to Washington in two hours." So I'm like, "Okay." If no. you drive at the right time and don't have any traffic, yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I don't know how you do Washington D.C. from New Jersey. From like central, ooh, almost said it. From north, North Jersey, Central Jersey, Central Jersey, Jersey does yeah. not exist. Oh my. No, I'm keeping track of that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking notes. I am taking notes. Well, I'm just saying, if you're driving from like Newark as opposed to you know Voorhees, yes, you're gonna Voorhees gonna get you get you to Washington D.C. quicker. So, yeah, but yeah, the traffic is real on that that corridor because one time trying to get home. From from Johns Hopkins in Baltimore City, home on the day before Thanksgiving it took me sixteen hours of sitting in traffic. That was miserable. So I'd shoot myself sixteen hit hours. It, hit it both ways. Yeah, Jeez, you have to. I sat from the from the uh, the Delaware Memorial Bridge. Accident? No, it's called cra- that's Thanksgiving yeah, Day traffic. Man. Traffic. Oh, oh yeah, short. So this was before GPS. This was in the eighties. So you just you got on the highway and you hope that you didn't hit traffic. Mm-hmm. And so from the Delaware Memorial Bridge all the way to halfway through Connecticut. I oh, God. The whole way. Oh, so take route, take route one and nine, but you probably hit traffic there, too. I don't think on that day, on the day before <laughs> Thanksgiving, there was no, no, no way out. No, no, I can tell you, I, I went to the day before Thanksgiving. I drove from Indianapolis to the western suburbs of, of uh, Chicago, Schaumburg, to see a buddy. And that should take no more than... I'm saying three hours, three and a half with some traffic. That took about seven hours. And he was about to leave me because we had to drive to Rochester, Minnesota to see his sister. And I said, dude, I'm sitting in traffic. Like, I can't move. There's no place for me to go. And this was before GPS as well. So you just get out a map. Oh, let me exit here and just follow this road west. Shoot up here. I don't know how the hell I made it to his house in time. Well, I didn't make it in time. I don't know how I made it at all. Yeah, crazy day. So I told myself never drive to Chicago on Thanksgiving Eve. It's yeah. uh, unless you take wherever, wherever you're going. Yeah, no, and, no. I'm staying home. You want to come? You want to see me? You come visit me. That's yeah. it. So yeah, so we we did that six hour drive, and the, the drive to upstate New York is nice because when you go to New York City from where I am, it's traffic, like you said. Oh yeah, again, no. New York City, New Jersey, it's all it's traffic. When you go up Route 90 through upstate New York, there's no traffic, so you can just you can cruise. Beautiful. So yeah, we went up up on Sunday, and the plan was to come back. I mean, up on Saturday, plan was to come back on Sunday. But you know, you know, you've got the sickness that I have, Mark. You got to find you got to find another yes. game. Can't, yeah, yeah. I can't make a six-hour drive and rationalize it for one game. Yeah, you're driving, and you're like looking. Oh, wait a minute, this. No, Pam does the driving, so I get to play. So yeah. Saturday, we're on our way home. I found a game. Oh, Colgate. Colgate basketball was hosting the semifinals of the Patriot League tournament. They were playing. They were playing Lehigh. So I was like, "Hey, oh, you know what? Lehigh, right off, right off the turnpike. Well, not right off the turnpike, but close enough where it's worth considering." And uh, it worked out schedule wise. So, uh, hey, guess what? We're, we're hitting up a new basketball gym. We're going to Colgate. And I don't know if you've ever been to Colgate. No, it's one of those charming. Old looks, timey. Yeah, your pictures they look very nice. I was like, wow, that's cool. Oh my Greg God. asked the, the turnpike or the throughway, Paul. For what? I don't know. Throughway would be New York State. Oh, yeah, for New part. York? New York, it's called a throughway, technically. Yes, Greg. Yeah. The throughway and a turnpike is the same thing. Yes. <laughs> You're paying to drive on the road. It's the same thing. Um, but anyway, oh, you want to yeah, you want to talk about beautiful campuses, Colgate. 
It's got these old stone buildings and it's nestled into the side of a mountain. And we couldn't find the gym. The GPS took us to the middle of campus several oh, times. Beautiful. But so we got to drive around the campus. It's a very small, compact campus. I think it's only 3,000 students, small school. Um, so we got to drive around campus, talk to some of the people who were trying to give us directions, which we could not follow. But anyway, it was so, so getting to see the campus was nice. We finally found the gym, which is located down at the bottom of the mountain across the street. Um, in this old dual Quonset hut with a shared lobby in the middle. So you walk in the, the hockey arena. The old hockey arena was on your left. The basketball court was on your right. In the lobby, the first thing you see is this giant trophy case that's shaped like a big C for Colgate. It's got all kinds of old memorabilia in it. It's got pictures of all their seniors and all the sports all around the lobby. Um, and you walk in, it's this old-timey little gym that seats 2,500 maybe. Um, pretty packed for the game. I don't even think it seats 2,500. I think it's smaller than that. I should know. I just wrote the review, but I don't I remember. Know. How dare you not know? I know. How dare I not know? I'll look it up. My head. Um, but it was pretty packed. It was a semifinals against Lehigh, which is not too far. So Lehigh had a nice contingent of visiting fans. Um, one of those old barns where you get a nice atmosphere and Colgate ended up winning by a solid 20 points and went on, won their tournament a couple nights later against Navy. Yeah, 1,750. All right, so I'd say there was a good 1,500 fans yeah. there. So well, it's, it's, it's a, it looks like a old, it looks like a hanger. It's, it's, it's a Quonset hut. You know what a Quonset yeah. hut is? Like yes. you take a barrel, you slice it in half and you lay it down. It's Quonset yeah. hut. No, that's what, that's what like. it's shaped like. Yeah. So you said Lehigh brought a c- contingency up there? Yeah, so the, it was a lot nice atmosphere. The football no. players packed the uh, the little student section under the basket. The student section consists of about five rows of bleachers. So I mean, it was nice. Nothing, nothing special. Oh. Nothing fancy. It's one of those little old timey places mm-hmm. for this for a mid. Would you call the Patriot League mid major or what's the step below mid major? That's conference. a good question. Good. No, because I wouldn't uh, call them exact. I wouldn't call the Patriot League mid major. Hmm. Well, I, I do want to tell the people from Lehigh, I'm glad you made the trip up to Kilgate because when I went to the Stabler Athletic Center or Stabler Arena, and there was nobody there. <laughs> it's like it was dead as a, a doornail. But I mean, they put it, they probably brought up like yeah. two buffaloes. Like oh no, people. that no, that's impressive. That's impressive because uh, yeah, Stabler Arena I've been to, and it's uh, it's one of those outdated venues. It's like wow, this place needs a needs a needs an upgrade. But no, looking at Colgate, that does look like a fun place to see basketball. You're right so, on one of those where you're right on top of the action. It's simple. It's bleacher yes. seating. Um, the concession stand has like five items on the menu. The fanciest yeah. thing you're going to get is a hot dog. Nice. That's all but you need. That's all you need. Yeah, we went out and had a nice meal on the way home. It was a, it was a great weekend. It was it was a hard weekend. It, up and back. We're getting that's yeah mid major up six hours yeah. up six hours back is a long weekend. Yeah, but no, it, was, it is. It was fun. Yeah, mid-major is Patriot. Like, how does Pam feel about this when you say, "Hey, let's uh, let's go watch a basketball game and spend another three hours on the road"? Um, she, she was all for it. I, I convinced her, and you know, again, I bribed her. We're, we're driving right by Dinosaur Barbecue on the way back too. If you want to stop there, even better. Yeah, we didn't. We stopped at this nice restaurant in Lenox, Massachusetts. Um, this this pub got a got an excellent steak, so it was definitely worth the trip. And that's you know. You, you give a little, you get a little. And Pam's into sports, so it's not a good. hard sell with her. No, that's good. And my wife. Not like I've got a briber. Yeah. She, and basketball is <laughs> probably her, you know, and, and if, you, if I had to rank the sports that Pam is into, I think hockey and baseball at the top, then football, then basketball. Mm-hmm. And she also tolerates lacrosse. And oh, good. About, well, I hope so. She married a lacrosse player. <laughs> I, I'm not going to be able to, I'm not going to be able to get her to go to a soccer game. I can't, that's not going to sell her. No. <laughs> See, my dad. See, the, the only thing with my dad is uh, it's soccer season again. So Indy 11 are in town in Louisville City. So he, uh, we do watch a lot of indoor soccer on YouTube. And he's like, he's like, oh, if you want to go to one of these games, let me know. And I'm thinking, well, the closest place is St. Louis. That's about a, a four-hour drive. Nah, that's too far. I don't want to go out there. So, okay. Yeah. Okay, then I guess we watch it on YouTube. But, yeah, he, he enjoys watching that along with uh, the Param- I got the Paramount Network. Yeah. So there's Argentinian soccer, Italian soccer. Nice. Uh, there's another league on there. I can't think of. But between those two leagues, he's he's. Fine. And you, you said your dad's from Costa Rica. Is that what you told us? One. Yeah. Co- yeah. Costa Rica. So we also get the Con Concacaf yeah. uh, World Cup qualifiers. So we've seen Costa Rica play, I think, three times already. 
plus Canada, who apparently is kicking butt and will probably qualify for their first World Cup appearance since 1986. When so. I used to work at Gillette Stadium, I used to like working the international friendlies that we had. Oh, there. yeah. They were always a lot of fun. See, seeing, uh, you know, a thousand Guatemalans do a conga line down the concourse is something I'll never forget. Yeah, no, I, no, I tell you, I love Giant Stadium and then MetLife Stadium would have a lot of those international friendlies or uh, the Gold Cup they would host, which would be the the, yep. the North American, South American teams, or maybe just North American teams. And yeah, you, you, the Mexican fans would show up, the Guatemalan fans would show up, the Americans would show up, and you'd, you'd pack that place. El Salvador, I remember we hosted one time. Yeah, you'll pack it. We never got any of the big, big names, but yeah, it was always a lot of fun to work those games. I hear you. Yeah. So that was my, I actually had a stadium journey to talk about in the yeah. midst of all of this PA stuff. I mean, the sad part was in the first weekend of March, all of my team season ended within a 48-hour period. So that was a rough weekend, but now I've got time to travel. So we're looking forward to that. And now the weather's getting nicer. We'll start catching, maybe we can catch a few lacrosse games. Maybe we can catch a few uh, baseball games well, over the next yeah, this, coming weeks. Yeah, this time of year is interesting because you could do basketball, hockey, uh, you could do baseball. You could just mix it up a, a college baseball. You could just mix it up a bit. So I kind of like those. I kind of like this month of March because if the weather's right, you know you can do uh, you can do a lot of different sports in in a very yeah. few few uh, little amount of time. Like there's high school semi states in Lafayette this Saturday. I'm thinking about checking that out along with Purdue. And then maybe Ball State on Sunday. So, you know, kind of these mini trips that yeah. need some updated reviews. But like I said, it just depends on the weather. Hey, and something I've learned, man, like don't sleep on the on Division Two on Division Three, man. There are some nice venues, and mm-hmm. the action on the field or on the court or on the ice is, you know, is almost as good as you get at the top levels. Yeah, you get two equally teams that can play each other well. Yeah, you're gonna have a fun game. Exactly. You should. You should have a fun game. Same thing with like Division Two soccer. Yep. Uh, if you're checking out USL Championship, which just opened, uh, you know, you should see some good. I mean, I think Phoenix had a full house, Sacramento. I mean, you're just shocked by the amount of people that really support uh, their teams at a local local level. And the ones that don't, you kind of question why not? Like what's going on? And, and uh, being up close and personal with, uh, with the goings on in the athletic department, the, the amount of work that goes on is just as much as, as in the bigger, the bigger names. And they yeah. usually do it with a skeleton, skeleton crew of two or three people. Yeah, no, no, it's, I like just looking at the website. I like looking at a map on, on, on the internet and saying, how far am I away from this place? So I'm um, three hours. How, how much bang can I get for my buck? So, like when I head out to Columbus, I want to check out the Cruz new stadium. Hopefully that works out. Being a little, uh, they're being a little weird out there. So if I could check out Columbus, check out a Clippers game, which is baseball. Uh, I wanted to check out a college baseball game out in Ohio State because they have a really nice looking stadium. It's very impressive looking compared yeah. to the other ones in this area. So you know if you're going to drive the two and a half hours out there. You want to, you know, hang out there. Right. If I have to stay overnight, get a hotel, maybe hit something in Dayton on the way back. And then you can say, hey, I had a nice little like overnight yep. visit. I like those overnight visits because, you know, you just spend one night in a hotel. You check out a, a city and you live it up yep. for a night. Yep, And uh, I try to do my trips the same way. If I'm going yeah. somewhere, I want to see the city or a couple of at least a couple of venues while I'm there. And luckily, uh, my wife who rides shotgun, well, she drives, I ride shotgun. Um, she's got the same mindset and we've been because of stadium journey we have been to so many places we wouldn't have even considered oh no you're absolutely right and that we absolutely love going to now mm-hmm. I mean you, you you know you you name a city anywhere in New England or New York and I said oh yeah go check out this place to eat go here go then check out this place and hey this over here I was talking with uh, one of you know one of their show's followers uh he covers the Midwest League. Uh, Midwest Traveler is his oh, name. Oh, yeah. On Twitter. Yeah, I know Midwest um, Traveler. And um, he's a going? big fan of Jack Kerouac. He was posting about oh, Jack yeah. Kerouac because his 100th birthday just happened this past week. And I told him, hey, you know, uh, there's a memorial to Jack Kerouac not too far from Wallachia Stadium in Lowell. And he didn't know this. So he's like, oh, now I got to go to Lowell and check oh. this out. Yeah, now, so, yeah. 
If you go to Lowell, check out the mill museums. Those things are so yes. damn loud. How the heck did people work there for 10 hours a day? Oh. And those are loud without, thing, without the machinery running. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. How, how, did, how did like one person a day to not die somehow <laughs> falling into those yeah. and, and those and those uh those floors used to be coated with oil and yeah. like machinery oil and stuff and that's why when one of them catches on fire the whole block goes up i mean the town next the city next to me fall river used to be full of mills they've all burned down over the years oh my goodness yeah it's weird looking at those mill cities those factory cities because you're right when you do write for stadium journey you find yourself in places you never thought you'll be in, uh, like Danville, Virginia. Never thought I'd see myself Berlin, there. Berlin, New Hampshire. Yeah, Berlin, <laughs> New Hampshire. Uh, Johnson City, Tennessee, which uh, I had. I went through that area years ago. I hated it, but I decided to go back for our, our uh, convention last year. I loved it. So, you know, so sometimes yeah. you go to some towns you really like it, and sometimes you go to some towns you hate Montgomery, Alabama, and then uh, you <laughs> move on to the next. Oh, did I say that? Did I say that out loud? Montgomery. I maybe like Montgomery. Well, I just maybe, saw the ballpark. I didn't see the city. The ballpark is awesome. That is a cool ballpark. And that used uh, to be a prison. For, for Union. In the Civil War. In yeah. The Civil War, yeah. <laughs> but I, the town just gave me a bad vibe, and I was there for like two days. Is that because of the civil rights stuff that happened back then? Isn't that where the blood, the bridge of blood, bridge of tears is, or is that in Birmingham? The bridge of, you know what? I've been to a lot of. Uh, I think that's Montgomery, but I'm not 100 percent on that. Uh, I've oh. been to, I've been to Go a ahead. lot of. Uh, I've I've visited a lot of southern areas, and there's always uh, a civil rights museum somewhere. So, where did I go this past year that had had the? Uh, oh, the trail the Woolworth, the is it the, the trail of tears? Yes. No, that's in that's Native American. Yeah, no, that's, that's what the I bridge of tears where they stopped the the marchers. Was that Salem? No, that was in Alabama. Either yeah. it's either Birmingham or Montgomery. I, I, I don't know. If anybody oh. can help us out, let us know. But I was Sorry. in uh, Greensboro. That's where I was this past yeah, year. Yeah, I don't think it's and they have bridge the uh, Civil Rights Museum where with the with the actual Woolworths. Yeah, no, where yeah. they had to fit in. That's right. That's exactly that was, right. That was a fascinating place to go. You know, you know, speaking of that, my father, when he first came in from Costa Rica to uh, Miami, and we're talking, goodness, probably the late 40s, early 50s, he was at a Woolworths and he sat down in a section. Somebody told him, you're in the colored seat. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he just it, he couldn't figure out what they meant. And he's like, OK, well, I guess I'll sit here. So he, uh, he told me that story uh, a few months ago when he came here. So Crazy you're not talking about. Oh, you see, Greg said the same thing. I was going to say, you don't mean Salem. You mean Selma, don't you? Selma. The Selma Bridge Crossing? Yeah, that's, yeah. Um, you know, attached to Bloody Sunday and all that. Yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, see, when, when <laughs> I, I love like... So it's Selma, Alabama. It's the, it's the Edmund Pettus Bridge, and yes. uh, it goes over the Alabama River. Is it going to Birmingham or to Montgomery? Uh, it's, it's, it, well, it's closer to Montgomery. Okay. Yeah, it's about west that's, of Montgomery on uh, State Road 980. But yeah, when I when I do these stadium journeys, I like to fit in as much of that kind of stuff as no, well. No, absolutely so right. The people who say, you know what, I'm going to go to five ballparks in one day and see one inning in each, and then hop in my car and drive. Or I've I'm done that. Sleep, or I'm going to sleep in the airport so I can catch the early flight. Like, no, I don't. I haven't done that. that. Kind of, no, I I don't understand that kind of traveling. I mean, if you that's what you like, good for you, but. I like well, to catch in the local flavor restaurants, food, yes, um, yes. touristy stuff, whether even if it's touristy traps, you know, I, I want to. Yes. Or food. Yeah, you're right. The foods. You, you're absolutely right. I There's people that will fly from and, and I'm not knocking anybody. So don't, right. if that's what you like to do, great. Don't. Say, but it's like I've never thought about like I would love to go see the ballpark in Miami. And but I want to hang out in Miami for a little while and yeah. do some other things. But I did think about getting a cheap flight to Fort Lauderdale, getting an Uber. Well, I guess yeah, I I, I think you get Uber from Fort Lauderdale. I think that's a cheap way to do it. And then coming back and flying back out that day. But maybe once, you know. But there's people that do it all the time. But yeah. God bless you. I mean, we're there's people that think I'm nuts, you know, and there's people that probably think you're nuts, Paul. For driving six hours to go to Rochester, so I do for a Division three basketball game. Yeah, yes. oh yeah, for Rochester, yeah. And but I, I did think about last year, hopping in my car, driving six hours or six and a half to Montgomery, Alabama, and then coming back the next day, just to see the Trash Pandas play because I have not been in that stadium. Yeah. 
why not? And my wife's like, you really want to do all that driving? I said, yeah, why not? But didn't happen. But you maybe this I was asked, You know what I was asked when I came back? But gas is so expensive now. I was like, gas is $1 more than it was last year. This trip cost me $20 more than it would have cost yeah. last year. It's all Biden's fault. Yeah, Biden sets the gas prices. Shut up. It is. Did you see the <laughs> gas prices when Trump was in pr- president? They were yeah, did you see that? It was $1.80. It was yeah. $1.50, I mean. And we couldn't going. go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, exactly. I remember filling up for like 14 bucks, but there was no baseball game to go to, except for like some team in North Dakota was playing. $1.50. It was $1.99 when I started driving. What the fuck are <laughs> you talking about? It was 86 cents when I started driving. <laughs> uh, cheapest I saw gas was in St. Louis, 19, January of 98. It was 85 cents. There and I was, was like, a- what the heck is this? There was a gas station that closed well before I was driving. Texas. Uh, way, way down. No, it was like a way, way down on Route Sinclair. 70. Like towards like the Pine Barrens, Route 70. Wow. Um, Stay out of the Pine Barrens. It wasn't a dollar fifty. Anybody who says it was a dollar fifty average is full of crap, by the way, in the last 10 years. Average. Um, mm. But it was towards the Pine Barrens. And it closed years ago, and it was stuck on eighty nine cents. And I would drive by going, "Oh, nice! Oh, I love you." But yeah, it was a dollar ninety nine average in Jersey when I started driving. Yeah. Well, let me rephrase that. When I bought my first car. Yeah. Well, uh, I think around like, uh, the but, the invasion Iraq, I remember prices went up, and I started complaining about Bush, and somebody yeah. told me it's, it's not Bush, right? It's the global economy. So, to those who think it's the president, it's not. Yeah, so stop read a, it. Read a book, touch grass, also right. shut up. That's my political. Uh, I'm, see, I, Greg I, said it was a, more like a dollar ninety-eight than not a dollar fifty. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Also, don't complain about gas and then buy uh like a venti coffee or a super yeah. gulp flirt. Well, did, did you see how much and did this you is see coming how, from a fat guy? Did you see how much a craft beer is at a ballpark? I don't know. Yeah, twelve bucks or yeah. 14, yeah. Don't, yeah. don't complain about gas and then pay these friggin' owners that just J-O'd all over us for a month with the players and then buy a $12 beer and an $80 hot dog. Priorities, yeah, 12, folks. Yeah, I'm not buying a $12 beer. Jesus I have not, honestly, guys, I have not bought stadium or, ve- let me phrase that, venue food in years. Years. I think the last time I technically bought venue food was the first time I went to the PPL Center uh, for oh, the High Valley inaugural Because you were getting Timbits. Jim Hortons, <laughs> yeah. And I bought Timbits and a cup. I liked the Timbits. That's it. And, it. and it was probably premium Timbits. I didn't care. It Cupcake was Timbits. <laughs> oh, my. No, it was everything flavored. Those things lasted for days. Surprising. <laughs> but so my guys- point is, is like, we, we got to talk. We have to have one show. Promise me, Dave, when you listen to this, I want to schedule in the near future an episode where we just talk about the worst food experiences in a venue. Because oh, that'd be fun. I oh, got to tell you a story places. before we go. Not in, if it's food related, save it for that podcast, oh, please. Oh, I'm begging you. Okay. Okay. Please. Next, but in two weeks, I'll stay here. Yeah, let's schedule it for two weeks. No, sorry. Or, we or, have to have a guest from no, some. No, no, we don't. No, <laughs> <Good>. no. <laughs> no, but I'm saying because I got some bones to pick with Philly that I have never told stories about. And I was just remembering oh, a couple stories with Kelly going, oh, man, I got a podcast. <laughs> I got I to air my grievances. <laughs> no, that's a nice topic. Damn. I, I, yeah, we all vote. We all vote. That's a good topic. Dave, sign up. Let's do it. All right, let's let's wrap it up there, guys. We've been talking for about an hour. Look at that. Uh, yes. I can't believe we went an hour. It's perfect. We put the journey in stadium journey, man. We sure I'll, did. I'll even well, remember to put the right camera on at the end since I forgot to do the the one camera shot at the beginning. Oh, so so thanks to everybody for listening. And hey, now we need to hear your bad food stories. From, from your road trip so we can incorporate them when we do that show. Yes. So start sending it to us. Send us send to all it. of us on our Twitter. Right. On- yeah, social media everywhere. Send it. Tag everyone about your worst. In fact, get on, uh, Jim, and let's get a poll. Not a poll, but let's get like a tweet the week of. 
scheduled to talk about the worst food experiences because that's like a two-hour show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Not so, pri uh, they, prices or quality, whatever. Sure. Oh, sure. yeah, let's do it. Quantity, oh, yeah, quality, yeah, that, that'd be a lot of fun. I'm We're down. Good. I'm not at the White Sox ballpark. Oh, their food's great. Okay. We, we can't drink during that one because we'll be spitting. We'll do spit takes all over the place or mm. soda will come out of our nose or eat, whatever. So uh, let's see. Dave was, wasn't with us. He's in Peterborough enjoying a game. Hopefully he's having some wonderful food. Uh, if you would like to follow Dave, he's at ProFan9. Dan, where can our listeners follow you? Follow me at DanLaw83. That was very professional sounding. Broadcast. Thank you. I have a new mic. I have a see. I have a new mixing desk. It it does like uh, sound effects. But yeah, it does. It does. It does. <laughs> uh, but, but I got another mic. But I got another mic coming so I can get it off the mixing desk. And I can't even pull it. Can't even pull it up. Anyway, right. Dan Law 83 anyway, for all the Dan Law, Dan Law 83. Mark, where can all this follow you? And hey, any stadium journeys planned before we get together again? Yeah, that's a good question. It just depends on the weather. I would like to do uh, the baseball stadiums at IU, Ball State, and Purdue. Uh, those are definitely on my radar. The, the weather's getting nice. April 2nd, I hope to be in Columbus, Ohio for the crew game. Uh, we'll see if that works out as well. So, yeah. Uh, th those are my plans. So uh, you can follow me, Ballpark Hunter, on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. You can also check out the Ballpark Hunter podcast. Uh, Regan, Regan Wood, the CEO of the Auckland Tuataras, is my latest uh, interview. I actually talked to somebody from New Zealand. I was going to say Zoom. Auckland, New Zealand? Yeah, Auckland Zoo. tells us all about putting a, a baseball team in New Zealand. It's the first professional team ever to be in that country. So Talk to him for over an hour. Guy's insane. He was a great conversation, and uh, hopefully uh, things work out well there because they haven't played. Uh, they've had two years off. Well, I think they finished the nineteen the nineteen twenty season, but they haven't played the last two seasons. So that would be tough for any team, regardless of uh, where you're at. So best of luck to them. So if you're the first team somewhere, who do you play against? You play uh, members like of the. <laughs> no, you play you play members of the Australian baseball like oh, okay. Sydney and Brisbane, so maybe Lloyd uh, Rothwell knows how, a little bit about those guys. How far of a flight is it from New Zealand to Australia? Uh, I think he said it was like a three hour flight from uh, Auckland to Sydney. But let me look so wait up. a minute, I'm trying to think how far can I fly in three hours? Probably to Chicago. So that's like think, Boston to Chicago. Yeah, it'd be about a two hour flight. Yeah. Wow. Oh, actually, uh, it's yeah about a three, yeah about a three and a half, about three and a half uh, hour flight. Yeah, because those two places aren't right next door to each other on a map. No, there's not. And and here's the thing: like Perth on the other side of Australia, right? It is like thousands of miles away that's from like, that's anybody like else. East coast to west coast in this country. Yeah, it is. It's ridiculous. It's like if LA was the only team on the west coast in Major League Baseball. And you had to fly out to New York or Philly or Washington to play. Can we move Australia closer? Like we could lift a house up and move it. <laughs> it would be nice. It would be yeah. nice. Just move it. Like move, move it where Ken, the Kenley, the islands are. Yeah, well, cause I like Australia and I like a lot of people from Australia, but it, I am not on a plane. It's a 12 hour flight. Auckland to LA is a 12 hour flight. Yeah, wow. but from here, from East Coast, how far was it? Yeah. Like oh, 20 well, hours? Six, six to LA, right? You're adding no. five or six hours. It's, it's a, it'd be a 17 hour flight. I've done New York and City. And you leave, you leave on a Tuesday and you get there on a Thursday or something. Listen, yeah, right? I but, have an irrational fear of flying to begin with, and you think I'm going on that plane for more than. <laughs> yeah, it might be how tough. How long does be, volume last? We'll have to knock you out like uh, the A team did with Mr. T. Yeah. Is it is it legal to smoke weed on a plane and get somewhere? Because I'll be Probably fine not. if I well, well, not if, smoke it. If, on if a you plane, have but, you know. if you have edibles, maybe. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Well, they won't. What they don't know won't hurt them. There no. you go. You don't know. <laughs> wow, he's really asleep. Yeah, he is. <laughs> My wife's just, Denise is the same way. She hates flying. You get one I of those travel CPAPs. I'll sleep the whole flight. Yeah, I'm with you too. No, I'd be okay. Just put on some movies and give no, me I, like five rows to stretch out on and go. To no, that's that's my problem. Is just sitting in one place for that long. Whether yeah. it's legal is determined by the laws of the country the plane is chartered in. 
Yeah. Interesting. So fly, fly Air Jamaica, man. Or Air, uh, Air Holland. <laughs> Air, yeah, Air Holland. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where were we? Oh, you can follow uh, my outro. stadium journeys. Lustanza, right? That's that's who they are. Okay. Follow my stadium journeys on Twitter or Instagram at PuckmanRI. This weekend, doing a little little AHL traveling. Uh, we're going to see, well, not where. I'm going solo this time. We're going to Bridgeport. See the Bridgeport Islanders on Saturday. Sound Tigers. No, Islanders. I'm not calling them the Islanders. Stupid. And uh, if the weather cooperates, I'm going to hit up a Fairfield lacrosse game in the afternoon. Oh, cool. If the weather cooperates. It's supposed to rain, so I don't know. Uh, And then on Sunday, I'm going to head up to Worcester and catch the Railers of the ECHL. Nice. So that'll be this weekend. And next weekend, if all things work right, um, I should be up at at the Boston Garden. Catching a Celtic game next Sunday. Hmm. So that's me the next couple of weeks. So uh, remember, visit the website because you can find all of our stadium reviews, news items, and feature stories there, stadiumjourney.com. Connect with us on our social media channels at Stadium Journey. If you're looking for the Stadium Journey podcast, just type in on your phone, H-I-A-C Talk Radio, and there we are. Video simulcasts are on Stadium Journey's YouTube page, and our classic back catalog can still be found at vocnation.com. And we live stream every other Tuesday night, 7 Eastern, danlaw.tv. And we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, We're not sure exactly what we're going to talk about. Maybe we're going to be talking about some bad food. Maybe we're going to talk a little college soup. It is March Madness. Tune in and find out. So thanks, everyone, for listening. And for Dan, for Mark, and for Dave, this is Paul. Wishing you all safe stadium journeys and close games. Hope to see you on the road real soon. Be safe out there.